Welcome to the Voice of the Football Fan Podcast. My name is Mike, and as always, I've got a great episode for you today. If you are new to the podcast, which I know many of you are, a couple housekeeping issues to kick things off today, just so you kind of know what's going on and what we're all about. So first of all, we've got the new Voice of the Football Fan website up and running. So you can click on the link in the podcast description wherever you are accessing today's podcast. The website link is included in the podcast description so you can cruise on over to the website and check out what's going on there. There's all kinds of new stuff, new information, getting ready for the 2023 NFL season. So if you're new to the podcast, or if you have not done so already, check out the new website. You're going to get information there that I might not talk about in the podcast. For example, one of the new features that I recently posted on the website is the new 2023 Voice of the Football Fan Football Trivia Challenge. So, If you like NFL trivia, if you like to challenge your knowledge and compare yourself to other football fans to see how much you know or how much you might not know, you want to go to the website and then click on trivia. And on that page, you can sign up to receive a daily NFL trivia question. Some of the questions are kind of easy. But other questions are fairly challenging. And what I like to do in those questions is I will tell you, hey, 90% of NFL fans cannot answer this question. And then you can see where you are at with respect to your NFL football expertise. So again, you just cruise on over to the website, you click on trivia, and you can sign up there. You just put in your email address, And then I have the first trivia question posted. So you answer the question and then you sign up. And then each and every day, you receive a brand new NFL trivia question delivered directly to your email inbox. It's a fun way to kick off each and every day. And it will keep you involved in the game of football for the entire 2023 NFL season. We might do some more stuff with that too, but I just got it up here literally just a couple days ago. So I want to let you guys know about that. Uh, It's going to be a fun way to uh, stay involved within the voice of the football fan community, and you can be a part of the trivia challenge. So make sure you cruise on over to the website and get signed up for that right now. Again, the link to the website is included in the podcast description, wherever you are accessing this episode. All right. Also, I have just posted the 2023 NFL preview with complete predictions and prognostications, including, of course, who's going to win each division, who is going to win the conference championships, and the Super Bowl. And that's what we're going to talk about today in this episode. But if you would like to check that out, the written preview 
It's on the website. I have also ranked every team from first through number 32. And also, I have done the same thing for each NFL quarterback. Rank them from number one all the way through number 32. So again, you can go to the website, click on NFL preview, and you can get all of the predictions, division standings, who's going to win the conference titles, who will play in the Super Bowl, who will win the Super Bowl, and then you can get quarterback and team rankings. And you can see where your team lands on the list and where your quarterback also lands on my list of rankings. I can guarantee you my rankings are going to be a lot different than most so-called experts. All right. In addition, on the website, you're going to be able to find this year's schedule. Once the season kicks off, you will be able to access the scores, just basic stats like that, schedules, scores, stats, standings. I'll have all of that stuff on the website for you once we get going with the regular season. In addition, if you would like to enhance your knowledge of the game of football, I have included a number of pro football playbooks that are written by me. Those books are included on the website. So again, you click on the website address included in the podcast description. And there's a link on the website for pro football playbooks. So you can check those out and see if that is something you are interested in. Most of those titles come in hardback, paperback, and or ebook format. So you can literally access them on any mobile device or your home computer or your laptop. Wherever you're at, whatever device you are using, you can check out those pro football playbooks. There are a number of them listed on the website. And lastly, the last housekeeping issue before we get to the 2023 NFL preview and predictions. It is my goal to keep everything advertising free, the website and the podcast, which means as of right now, I have no sponsors and no advertising support, therefore no revenue. The only way this podcast can survive is through listener support. So, once again, if you would like to support me, the website, and the podcast, you can do so by going to the website and clicking on support. Click on the support button, and there are a number of ways that you can send over a small tip. You can do it via Venmo, Cash App, or I've got a way, I've got a form right there on the website to submit a one-time credit card payment it all helps. I would ask that you consider helping me out and supporting the podcast and the website and my efforts here for you. All right. So those are your housekeeping issues. If you are new to the podcast, it's kind of what we're all about. Again, there are new features. I'm just getting everything ready for the 2023 NFL season. So you're going to want to check out the website cruise on over there, get signed up for the trivia challenge and check out everything else that is going on with the new website. 
So let's get to the 2023 NFL preview. So what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm not going to spend a ton of time going through and evaluating each individual team, but rather this is more of a broad spectrum analysis. I'm going to go through each division. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win each division. Eventually then what I will tell you is who's going to play in the AFC Conference Championship, the NFC Conference Championship. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to make the Super Bowl and ultimately who is going to win this year's Super Duper Bowl number 58. Okay, so again, broad spectrum analysis today. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to dive into each team individually. We can do all of that in other episodes. We can break down individual teams. We can talk about specific divisions. We can discuss quarterbacks, coaches, and other player personnel as we progress and head into the 2023 NFL season. So let's start in the AFC. And let's start with the AFC East. Now, before I give out one prediction, one thing I've said in previous episodes and in previous podcasts is if you look around at the various sources on the internet, if you're listening to other shows, other so-called football gurus and experts, most of the individuals who give predictions simply regurgitate what happened last year and then they use those as their predictions for this season. Well, one of the things that I like to say is that's the easy way out because if you look historically, just because the season ended one way with certain teams at the top, that does not translate directly into the next season. It's just not that easy. In fact, it rarely, if ever, occurs that way. Let me give you an example. In the NFC, we all know that last year, the Philadelphia Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Throughout the entire season, they were clearly the dominant and most winning team. So, based upon that result, well, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. The easy way out is just to say the Eagles are going to win the NFC East and they're going back to the Super Bowl. In fact, if you look right now at some of the favorites that are being predicted by, again, all of these so-called NFL gurus, all of these so-called experts, Everyone's got the Chiefs at the top of the list and the Eagles at the top of the list. But let me repeat, it rarely, if ever, works out that way. Especially and specifically in the NFC the past 30 years. If you ask the question, in the NFC during the last 30 years, how many teams have made back-to-back appearances in the Super Bowl? The answer is one team, the Seattle Seahawks. 
and I don't have that data in front of me, but it was about, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, the Seahawks made back-to-back appearances in the Super Bowl. Now, before that, try to think, what was the last NFC team that made back-to-back appearances in the Super Bowl? Whether they won the Super Bowl or not, just made it back to the Super Bowl two consecutive years. Now, off the top of my head, I believe prior to the Seahawks doing it, which Seahawks did it like, I'm thinking it was 12, 13 years ago. They went back to the Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl two consecutive years. Before that, I believe it was the Dallas Cowboys in the early 1990s, following the 1992 and 93 seasons. And of course, they won those games. And then following the 94 season, San Francisco won the Super Bowl, and then the Cowboys went back following the 95 season and won it with Barry Switzer. They won the first two with Jimmy Johnson. But what I'm talking about are back-to-back appearances by teams in each conference. And even though you think, oh, it's just easy, the Eagles are the favorites. Why? Why would they be when we look historically? that it is rare, especially in the last 30 years. And then we just isolate the NFC. It just doesn't happen. Teams do not automatically just repeat and go back to the Super Bowl. So what's the the original point here? The original point is all of the the so-called experts and gurus who are making their predictions. There's a lot of them I've already seen. Oh, Chiefs and Eagles back in the Super Bowl. Why? And then even on that note, let me ask this question. Have the same two exact teams ever met in back-to-back Super Bowls? Ever. In the last 57 years since the inception of the Super Bowl, following the 1966 season, have have the same two exact teams met in back-to-back Super Bowls? And I believe the answer is no. So why would we automatically just slot the Chiefs and the Eagles back in the Super Bowl? Now, the Chiefs are a different story than the Eagles. Because if we look at what the Chiefs are doing, they have been in the AFC title game, I believe, five consecutive years, right? It's pretty damn good. So the Chiefs have played in five consecutive AFC title games. I believe they have been to the Super Bowl four out of the past five years. And they've won two of those games. So not bad, right? So maybe it's more likely to pencil Kansas City back into the Super Bowl. But when we look historically at what's going on in the NFC, Only one team in the last 30-plus years has made back-to-back appearances in the Super Bowl. Okay, so all of that being said, you get the point. It's rare. It doesn't happen very often. Even in the last few years, as dominant as the Chiefs have been, they don't make it to the Super Bowl every year. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head exactly which years they've been in. So I want to correct myself. I believe I just said they've been in four out of the last five. That is not correct. It's three out of the last four. All right, 
just to clarify that, my mistake. So the Chiefs have been in three out of the last four Super Bowls, five consecutive AFC title games, but even that, they've only been they've only been uh, in two consecutive Super Bowls, right? It's not like the Chiefs are running the table every year, because a couple of years ago it was the Bengals who made it, and then I think four or five years ago it was the Patriots who beat the Chiefs in that phenomenal AFC title game. That was four or five years ago. But anyways, again, you get my point that it's rare. Even when we look at the Chiefs who have played in five consecutive AFC title games and been to three out of the past four Super Bowls, you can't just automatically pencil these teams in. But that's what most so-called experts seem to do. So if you think I'm just going to regurgitate the division winners, the conference title participants, and who's going to make it to the Super Bowl, you are sadly mistaken. So now you got to stay tuned and you got to see who I'm going to pick. All right. So again, without going into each division and each team individually, I'm going to do broad spectrum picks today. And I'm going to tell you who is going to win each division. In fact, I'll just go through I'll give you the order of finish in each division. And then I'm going to tell you who's going to play in the AFC and NFC title games, who's going to make it to the Super Bowl, and who's going to win. So AFC East. Now, even though I said the easy way out is to just pencil back in the favorites, some of these divisions, that that's still going to hold, right? I mean, for example, the AFC East, I'm going with the Bills again. Even though this division should be more improved over what was already a competitive division with four pretty good teams, I think this division will be even stronger this season. But I don't know how you can say that any other team has made any significant moves other than the Jets that would instantly vault them over the Bills. And when we talk about the Jets, everyone has jumped on the Jets bandwagon because of Aaron Rodgers. And one thing I've said in past episodes is I'm not so sure. I don't know if that instantly makes the Jets a contender for the playoffs, the division title, and to make a playoff run deep into the postseason. So here's my predictions for the AFC East. Number one, the Buffalo Bills at 12 and 5. Number two, surprise, surprise, this might shock you, the Patriots. I'm going to say go 11 and 6. The Dolphins go 10 and 7, which means even with Aaron Rodgers, I think the Jets still finish in fourth place with an 8 and 9 record. I'm just not convinced for whatever reason, and I can't really explain why. I'm just not convinced that situation is going to work. I question the offensive system, the head coach. Even though the Jets were competitive with an unstable quarterback situation last year, you would think that by solidifying the quarterback position with one of the greatest of all time, and Aaron Rodgers certainly deserves to be in that discussion. If we want to start talking about the top 10, 12, 15 quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers is in the discussion. 
So if we assume that Rodgers provides stability not only at the quarterback position, but leadership for the entire team and organization, one would suspect that the Jets are going to be vastly improved. The problem is the other three teams in that division are pretty damn good. And I think the Patriots are going to be better than a lot of people are thinking. And in fact, three teams from the AFC East probably make the playoffs. The Bills, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. Okay, so there is my prediction for the AFC East. Number one, the Bills. Number two, the Patriots. Number three, the Dolphins. And coming in at fourth place, ooh, I know Jets fans, the Jets are going to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. No, they're not. The J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 are still going to L-O-S-E, lose, lose, lose. Sorry to break it to you, Jets fans. And like anything, of course, these are just predictions. I have been wrong in the past. I may be wrong again. And here's the deal. When I make predictions and do a preview and make these wild prognostications and speculations, I have no problem down the road admitting if I was wrong. And I can guarantee you all of my predictions are not going to be 100% accurate. Some years I come pretty close. Other times I've been off. So who knows? Maybe the Jets come out, they go 8-0, they play phenomenal, and Aaron Rodgers makes all the difference in the world. But there's something about this move I am just not ready to jump on the bandwagon of the Jets, and I'm just not convinced this is an optimal situation. So we will see. Jets finish fourth in the AFC East and once again miss the playoffs. AFC North, same situation here as the AFC East where we have the clear favorite with the Bengals. I look at the other three teams and I don't see any reason why that should change. The Bengals should once again win the AFC North with Joe Burrow getting better and better every year. And obviously, one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. This is a good team, well-coached, and there's nothing that would imply or suggest that suddenly the Bengals are going to fall off in any substantial way this year. Okay, so here are my picks for the AFC North. And I know a lot of you are just going to go, oh, no way. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, number one, the Bengals at 12 and 5. Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers at 10 and 7 with an improving quarterback situation there with young Kenny Pickett. Last year's kind of dog and pony show there, you're going to start Trubisky and... Everybody wanted Pickett, and we all knew it was in, was inevitable. This year you go in, you know who your guy is, and he's only going to get better. The Steelers are always well-coached, solid defense. I expect the Steelers to improve and once again be back sniffing around for a playoff spot. Number one, Bengals, 12-5. and five. Number two, Pittsburgh Steelers, 10-7. and seven. Number three, the Baltimore Ravens at eight and nine. And I know this is the one that everyone's, oh no, 
way! Ravens are going to win the division. Lamar Jackson just signed the biggest contract in NFL history. Yeah, he sure did. And for you Ravens fans out there, let me pose this question. Where was he at the end of last season when his team was fighting for a playoff spot? And when they were fighting in the playoffs, where was he? What was that injury that magically kept him out of, what, the last month of the season? And he was so hurt so severely he couldn't make it back for the playoffs? Really? And that warranted a 200 and what, 50, 60 million dollar contract, of which I believe 180 million is guaranteed? So let that roll off your tongue that when that contract was signed, a quarterback with a one and three playoff record and who just happened to miss the last month of the season with this mysterious leg injury, that at one point, that is and was the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. Once again, let that roll off your tongue and then sit back, scratch your head, rub your chin, and you're going to go just like me. Huh. Really? A quarterback with a 1-3 and three career playoff record who for some reason just, just couldn't make it back on the field at the end of last season. That individual according to the Ravens, is worth a quarter of a billion dollars and is the or one of the highest paid players in the history of the NFL. Sorry, I'm not buying it. Baltimore Ravens finish in third place. They don't even have a winning record this year. And number four, of course, bringing up the rear, are the Cleveland Browns, who signed... Deshaun Watson to a $230 million contract, all of which is guaranteed. What I like to say about the Browns is this. The Browns are the Browns for a reason. If I recall correctly, they got rid of a quarterback two years ago, Baker Mayfield, who is now with the Buccaneers, who is the only quarterback in the last 30 years to lead them to a playoff victory. That makes a lot of sense. The Cleveland Browns are also the organization that fired Bill Belichick back in the 90s after he had led them, I believe, to an 11-5 record and a playoff appearance. The Browns are the Browns for a reason. And if you look at the moves they've made they make absolutely no sense. And so I ask this question. What have the Browns done in the offseason that would instantly elevate them in the AFC North and make them better than the Cincinnati Bengals or any of the other teams? Are the Browns better than the Steelers? Are they better than the Ravens? Even though I'm not optimistic on the Ravens, chances in 2023, but are the Browns better than any of those teams? I don't think so. Browns finish last in the AFC North. Bengals 12-5, Steelers 10-7, and 
the Ravens 8-9, and nine, and the Browns 4-13. and 13. Good luck, Browns fans, with that show. AFC South. In what annually seems to be one of the weakest divisions in all of football, although the NFC South could also fall into that argument, we have one team that has emerged. They came on strong at the end of last year. They have one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. And of course, we are talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars who should win the AFC South this year with an 11-6 record. So I'm going with the Jags, number one. The rest of this division, you just shake it up, right? You throw their uh, throw the names of the teams in a hat and pretty much you can just draw them out in any order. So I'm going to go with the Titans at 7-10 and 10 in second place. Still got Tannehill. Still got the big back. But they struggled last year. And I'm not so sure that the opportunity for the Titans has not passed them up. Number three, the Indianapolis Colts, the laughing stock of the NFL in 2022, getting rid of Frank Reich and then hiring a consultant sitting up in the booth who, I guess, once he used to play with Peyton, he was Peyton Manning's uh, teammate. And he also coached high school football for a couple of years. That's who the Colts hired as their head coach last year to replace Frank Reich. A dysfunctional organization with a new head coach and a rookie quarterback. I can tell you right now, the Colts are going nowhere this year because I already named the formula that equates to lots of losing. No matter what team you are, no matter what coach you are, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, that means you're going to lose, at least in the first year. The same can be said about the Houston Texans. New head coach, rookie quarterback, not going anywhere. So you've got a weak AFC South and you've got one team, the Jaguars, who are an uprising, right? A team on the upswing with a phenomenal young quarterback. I expect the Jaguars to win this division walking away. The AFC West, similar to the conversation we had a few minutes ago, where the easy way out is to simply just pencil in the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know what? That's what everybody's doing. Everybody is penciling the Chiefs back in to win the AFC West, go back to the AFC title game, and make it back to the Super Bowl and probably win it again. And I'll say this, rightfully so. I already mentioned the Chiefs have been to five consecutive AFC title games and made it to three out of the past four Super Bowls, winning two, and arguably have the best quarterback in the NFL. So everyone, all of the so-called experts and gurus, have the Chiefs winning the AFC West again this year. That is, all of them except me. I've got the Los Angeles Chargers winning the AFC West with a 13-4 record. Which means, 
it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs finishing in second place this season with a 12-5 record. Coming in third place in the AFC West are the Las Vegas Raiders. It'll be interesting there because Jimmy Garoppolo comes over from the 49ers and if you look at Garoppolo's starting record as a quarterback in the NFL, all the guy does is win. All he does is win division titles and take his team either to the NFC title game or to the Super Bowl. Will that translate with the Raiders? That is the key question and that remains to be seen. Now, in Denver, I've got Denver coming in fourth place. New head coach Sean Payton. Will he make a difference? I think the obvious answer is yes, he'll make a difference. But how much of a difference? And will that be enough? Because you still got Russell Wilson, who got thoroughly exposed last year as an average or below average NFL quarterback. In other words, guess who was winning those conference and Super Bowl titles in Seattle, or what were the key factors? It was the running game, it was the coaching, and it was the defense. It wasn't Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson got thoroughly exposed, not only by his play, but by former teammates coming out in the media last season and basically saying, yeah, this guy's overrated. Okay, so will Sean Payton make a difference? He will, but the question is, Besides Sean Payton, why would the Denver Broncos instantly be elevated to a status where they're going to beat the Chiefs or the Chargers this year? And for that matter, the Raiders. I don't see it. So the AFC West, surprise, surprise, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers winning that division at 13-4. and And here's why. Number one, I truly believe they're going to be that good. But number two, because it's the easy way out just to regurgitate last year's finish. And I've already pointed out emphatically that it rarely, if ever, happens that way. Even though this division, the Chiefs have dominated for years and again have been to five consecutive AFC title games. So this is a risky pick. I realize that it's a low probability pick, but... I'm not just going to regurgitate the Eagles and the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl because that has never happened. Unless I'm mistaken, there has never been a repeat performance by the same two teams in back-to-back Super Bowls. So someone else has to emerge. And from my viewpoint, there's going to be two different teams playing in the Super Bowl this year. So we're going to get to that here in just a few minutes. All right, let's move over to the NFC, starting with the NFC East. Once again, the easy pick is just to do what? Pencil in the Eagles. Eagles were the dominant team last year, which does not mean, as I have emphatically underscored throughout this entire podcast, just because a team won last year does not mean that will instantly and automatically translate into this season's games and standings. It just doesn't. I've already illustrated aptly and accurately. Since the Dallas Cowboys following the 92-93 season, the only NFC team that has made back-to-back Super Bowl appearances are the Seattle Seahawks. 
That's it. One team has done it in over 30 years. Thus, the NFC predictions. Ooh, I know this is going to shock a lot of you. Number one, the up-and-coming New York Giants at 11-6. and six. The Giants finished last year 9-7-1 and one, and were good enough to go on the road in the first round of the playoffs and upset the Minnesota Vikings, who were heavily favored. So I've got the Giants taking the next step with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, the one-two punch there with that offensive system. Need more production in the passing game from Daniel Jones, but if they get it and if they continue to improve, the Giants win the NFC East with an 11-6 record. Philadelphia finishes second, tied at 11-6, and and I'm going to say the Giants win the tiebreaker. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys at 10 and 7. Now, I will say this. Year in and year out, generally speaking, the Cowboys are the most overrated and overhyped team in the NFL. Every single year. Oh, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys, we're going to the Super Bowl. Dak Prescott has now entered Tony Romo territory with respect to his playoff record. Dak Prescott is having a very similar career as Tony Romo, which means this. Has big games, looks flashy, puts up big stats, and when it comes time for the big game, they don't win. And I believe, I don't have this in front of me, Tony Romo and Dak Prescott, I believe their playoff record right now is identical at 2-4. and I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they both only won two playoff games. So that's where the Cowboys are. I will also say this about the Cowboys. The Cowboys were a lot better than I thought last year and were way more competitive because of their defense. The Cowboys' defense last year was spectacular, especially that pass rush. Wow, they really got after some people. So this could be a pick that could backfire a little bit on me because the Cowboys with that defense may be a little bit more competitive than I'm thinking. In the NFC East, I think we could have a repeat of what happened last year, and that is all three teams make the playoffs, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. I would not be shocked if that happens again. Bringing up the rear in the NFC East are the Washington Commanders. Here's the bottom line in the NFL. In the NFL, in order to win, you need a top-notch quarterback. The Washington Commanders simply don't have it. It's Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Good luck with that, especially in that very competitive NFC East. So there you go. How about that? I told you I'm not just going to pencil back in the teams that were the favorites, and the teams that won last year. That's the easy way out. And one more time, it just rarely, if ever, happens that way. If making predictions and picking where teams are going to finish was as easy as just looking at how they finished last year, we could all just instantly go to Las Vegas and slap down a bunch of money and we'd be millionaires. But I'm going to say again, just remember, it rarely, if ever, happens that way. All right, the NFC North. 
Same deal here. Last year, the Vikings won the division, but guess what? From my standpoint, that's not going to happen this year. You have one team that faded at the end of last season, while another team was coming on strong. Therefore, first place in the NFC North will be the Detroit Lions with an 11-6 and record. Jared Goff had a phenomenal season with a ton of production from the quarterback position. What needs to happen is Detroit is solidify that defense just a bit because, man, they gave up a ton of points in some of those games last year. If you look back at some of the games the Lions lost, literally they were losing games like 45 to 42. I don't have the scores in front of me, but there were score 38 to 35. You know, they were scoring 35 points a game and losing. So if they get any improvement on the defensive side of the ball, and then some of those close games that went the other way last year, if they just get a couple of those, a couple bounces of the ball, which they will, Lions win the division, make the playoffs with an 11-6 and record. And they are going to be one of the surprise teams this year. And I don't really know how big of a surprise it will be. I think a lot of us can see, hey, the Lions are up and coming. They made substantial strides last year, and they were significantly improved. So if the, if the Lions take that next step and win the division and make the playoffs, I really don't think a lot of people will be shocked. Coming in second place in the NFC North, a team that faded at the end of last season, then got beat at home in the first round of the playoffs by the Giants, are the Minnesota Vikings. I've never been sold on this team, and I will just state this. I've never been sold or bought into the fact that Kirk Cousins is a top 10 NFL quarterback. He's a good, average, solid starting quarterback. But what he's been paid and the way he's been promoted in Minnesota is as if he's one of the top elite quarterbacks in the entire league. And from my perspective, that is just not accurate. Third place, the Green Bay Packers. New quarterback situation there with some big shoes to fill. You go back the last 30 years, I believe this is the first season, you're not going to have a starter named Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. So good luck, Packers. And here's the deal. Even with Rodgers as the starting quarterback last season, the Packers were out of contention. Right? They weren't even that competitive at times last season. So what do you think is going to happen this year? My prediction is they fall off and they finish third place. Bringing up the rear in the NFC North are the Chicago Bears. There's just not enough there. What you've got in Chicago is a talented running back disguised as a quarterback. And every time I hear stats thrown out about the, about the Bears, it's their quarterback rushed for X amount of yards. Well, generally speaking, a one-dimensional running quarterback offense in the NFL never translates to victory over the long term. And I don't know why all of a sudden it would this year. So there you go, NFC North. Detroit Lions 11 and 6, Vikings 9 and 8, 
Packers 7 and 10, Bears 5 and 12. NFC South. Anything could happen here. And this probably going into the season is the weakest division in all of football. 8 and 9 might win this division. As sad as that is to state, 8 and 9, 9 and 8 probably wins this division. Now, you're going to be shocked at who I pick here. And this is more just me rooting for one individual than it is using logic. But I truly believe you could take the NFC South, put all four teams, just throw them in a hat, draw them out in any order, and you're going to have as much chance as getting it right as trying to uh, apply football knowledge and logic to this pick. So I'm going to go with the Bucks in first place. And the only reason I'm doing that is I am rooting for Baker Mayfield because I don't believe in the head coach there. Somehow he turned Tom Brady into a losing quarterback, which is incredible. Somehow the Bucks go from Super Bowl contenders to pretty much a losing team last year. What's the difference? I don't know. They had a new head coach. It's the only difference I saw. So if you couldn't win with Tom Brady, the question is how are you going to win with Baker Mayfield? So the only reason I'm picking the Bucks first place in the NFC South is because, first of all, this is an incredibly weak division, and I'm just personally rooting for Baker Mayfield because I think the guy got thrown under the bus in Cleveland. Then he went to the dog and pony show in Carolina last year, ended up for five minutes with the Rams after Stafford got hurt. I'm just hoping the guy can do okay. And I'm going to repeat Nine and eight or eight and nine might actually win this division. Number two, the Carolina Panthers, with new head coach Frank Reich and rookie quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama. If any head coach deserves a second chance, based upon what happened last season, it's Frank Reich. This is another situation where I'm really rooting and pulling for Frank Reich because I think he's a good guy. I think he's an excellent offensive mind and a true quarterback guru. It's a good, situ- it's a good situation here for Bryce, uh, Bryce Young coming into the NFL. There's veteran leadership here with Frank Reich. However, I have already documented one of the most difficult situations for any NFL team is having a new head coach combined with a rookie quarterback. Usually, that means you're going to lose a lot of games. However, it is the NFC South. So I truly believe the Panthers have just as good of chance as any team in this division and might even win it. Because what have I, what have I already said? Eight and nine might win this division. Nine and eight for sure. Right? So why not the Panthers? And again, another situation where personally, I want Frank Reich to do well. Because that was a a just disgrace. The way he was shown the door in Indianapolis last year. Just a choke and joke, dog and pony, 
circus show that is and was the dysfunctional Indianapolis Colts. Hey, we got this guy up in the booth. He, he's like this part-time consultant. And he used to snap the ball to Peyton Manning. And I think he coached some JV and freshman high school ball for a couple years. Can you think about that? That's who the Colts replaced Frank Reich with. It just was, was, it's so laughable now looking back upon it that it's hard to even believe that actually occurred. All right, so I'm pulling for the Panthers. I hope Frank Reich does well. But new head coach, rookie quarterback, right? Not always the best formula and equation for success. But we'll see. It's the NFC South. All right, number three, the Atlanta Falcons, who really can't do any worse than they did last year with the Marcus Mariota experiment. So they're going to be going with this Desmond Ritter. So we'll see how that goes. Can't be any worse. And once again, I just want to repeat, it's the NFC South. Anything can happen. And number four, the Saints, who have brought over Derek Carr, who in my opinion is now just kind of turning into a journeyman, over-the-hill quarterback who has passed his prime. I don't know. Maybe it's a one-year fix for the Saints, but I'm not, opti- I'm not optimistic. So NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 10-7, and seven, just because I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield, but I could see this team, honestly, I could see this team finishing last place. Just because, again, it's the NFC South. Carolina Panthers, 8-9. and nine. Atlanta Falcons, 7-10. and 10. New Orleans Saints, 6-11. and 11. Which leads us to the NFC West. Number one, the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy. Finished with a 13-4 and four record. Assuming this guy is healthy. What's been proven in San Francisco is the system is sound. Because it's just a plug-and-play situation and scenario with quarterback. They started the season last year. They were going to go with the North Dakota State Flash. He got hurt right away. In comes Jimmy Garoppolo, who they'd already thrown under the bus. He wins a bunch of games. Then he gets hurt. In comes Brock Purdy, who at the beginning of the season was essentially a practice squad player. And what did he do? Win like seven in a row or something like that? Eight in a row? I can't remember and then gets injured in the NFC title game against the Eagles. And that pretty much ended their chances for a Super Bowl run. Assuming Purdy is healthy, the 49ers have a tremendous defense, well-coached. And here's the bottom line about the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan. They just win. They just win division titles, except the one year the Rams a couple years ago made it to the Super Bowl. 49ers are competitive every single year, and all they do is win. I don't see anything changing this year. 49ers win the AFC, or excuse me, NFC West with a 13-4 record. Number two, look for the Rams to bounce back a little bit this year. Stafford comes back healthy. They've still got enough talent on that roster. Rams compete for a playoff spot. They bounce back with a 10-7 record this year. Number three, the Seattle Seahawks at nine and eight. Don't be fooled into what you saw last year because here's the bottom line. 
The Seahawks are an average team with an average quarterback. The end. That's what they are. And bringing up the rear with maybe the worst team in all of the NFL are the Arizona Cardinals at 4-13. and And all I will say about this is one year ago. I predicted the downfall and the demise of the Arizona Cardinals 100% with 100% accuracy. Because all I know is this. If you're an NFL team and if you are forced to put in a contract clause for your franchise quarterback stating and requesting him, please don't play video games at the team facility, but instead, would you please actually come to work and do your job and study film? If you actually have to request that for your starting quarterback, your team is screwed and you're not going anywhere. And that's exactly what happened to the Arizona Cardinals. And there is nothing that they've done in the offseason that would suggest to me suddenly they're going to be competing in the NFC West for a playoff spot. Okay, so there you go. There are all of the divisions and who I predict is going to win the division title. So in the AFC East, the Bills, AFC North, Bengals, AFC South, the Jaguars. The change here is the AFC West. I'm going with the Chargers. The NFC East, a change here. I'm going with the Giants. NFC North, different team here. I'm going with the Lions. And NFC South, uh, honestly, uh, throw the four teams in a hat and draw them out in any order, and you're going to have as much chance to be right as I am. But I'm going with my heart, and I'm just hoping the Bucks do okay with Baker Mayfield. But I realize, too, in the NFC South, they might finish last place. And then the NFC West, 49ers win the division. All right, I'm not going to go through the entire playoff bracket. I'm going to skip right to the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. And then I'm going to tell you who's going to play in the Super Bowl and who's going to win it. In the AFC Championship, it is my firm belief that the two best teams play in the same division. That would be the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. They meet in the AFC Championship. How about that? In the NFC Championship, it's the San Francisco 49ers against, how about this, the Detroit Lions. Ooh, everyone's like, you've got to be kidding me. I am not kidding you. Because again, it's easy just to regurgitate what happened last year, which I'm not going to do. So, AFC Championship, Chargers against the Chiefs. NFC Championship, 49ers against the Lions. The Detroit Lions. And in the AFC Championship, the Chargers beat the Chiefs. That's right. The Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert go to the Super Bowl. And in the NFC Championship, Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers beat the up-and-coming Lions. And in Super Bowl 58, it will be Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers over the San Francisco 49ers. So there you have it. Those are some controversial picks. And those go against conventional wisdom. You're going to be hard-pressed to find anyone picking the Los Angeles Chargers 
as this year's Super Bowl champions. But I just did it. So one more time, AFC Championship, Chargers over the Chiefs, NFC Championship, 49ers over the Lions, and in Super Bowl 58, the Los Angeles Chargers beat the San Francisco 49ers. How about that? All right. So there you have it. My 2023 NFL preview, predictions, and prognostications. It's the year of the Chargers. Justin Herbert and the Chargers win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58. All right, quick reminder. If you're new to the podcast, which I know many and most of you are, we've got a new website up and going, up and running for Voice of the Football Fan. That link is included in the podcast description wherever you are accessing this episode. So click on that, cruise on over. I've got a bunch of new features up. You can join the daily NFL football trivia challenge. You can check that out. Each and every day you get a brand new question. Some of them are kind of easy. Some of them you might really have to think about. So if you're interested in that, cruise on over to the website and uh, get signed up for that right now. New questions every single day for the entire season. You don't want to miss out on all of the fun and all of the excitement. Got some more stuff. Uh, I've got the NFL preview. I've got team and quarterback rankings posted. You can get all of the data, stats, NFL score standing. All of that stuff will be up and running as soon as we kick off the 2023 NFL season. Also, on the website, you will find links. Very easy to navigate. Just click on that website link on the, on the front page if you would like to take a look at Pro Football Playbooks. I've got a number of them listed right there on the website for you. You can take a look at those. Hardback, paperback, and ebook format. And one more time before I leave, I want to repeat and ask for your help. We have no sponsors. There is no advertising here on the podcast or on the website. Therefore, the only revenue we generate is through you, the listener. You can help support the podcast by going to the website and sending over a tip via Venmo or Cash App or I've got a form right on the website where you can submit a one-time credit card payment. Very simple, very easy, just takes a few seconds, and I would appreciate any help and any support you can send my way. All right, that's going to wrap it up today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, for finding us, for listening. Make sure and share the podcast with all of your football friends and let them know about Voice of the Football Fan. All right. I will have a new episode for you tomorrow morning, and we will continue to discuss the 2023 NFL season at that time. Thanks again for tuning in, and I will catch you next time.